Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Welcome to Mind Your Loafy, podcast about taking action on your mental health. I'm here at my co-host, Mar. Hi. There's Mara right there. And Irish mental health charity TurnToMe.ie, who besides helping us with this podcast, provide professional mental health support online, free to everyone in Ireland. And yes, Mara, this is our first COVID-19 I interview. know. Greetings from my wardrobe. Yes, greetings from my bedroom. So like this, so we have done, people listen to this now, we have done six episodes so far. We've had like happiness and anxiety and we've had uh, luck and grief and, but they've all been recorded pre-COVID-19. So this is the first post-COVID-19 one. So it's going to be interesting to see how, yeah. how, how, and you're feeling okay, Maria. I'm very comfortable. Thank you, Jason, for checking in. You look very comfortable there. Yeah, nobody can nobody can see this right now, but Mara looks like she's having a sleepover with herself. She's got like pillows and duvets everywhere. Um, uh, people can, I, I mean, I don't know how, um, people have been absolutely obsessed. I mean, people have been clicking onto me online just to see what's in the background. They don't give a shit about me. They're just like, oh, oh wow, look, he's got a plant. But joining us all the way from Las Vegas is, oh my God, I mean, an amazing man, a very good friend of mine from, a, from a, what a story and a background I have with him and me is Colin Clown. Hello, Colin. Hello, how are you, sir? Yeah, good. Thank God you're here. And then there's Mar there as well, Colin. We're Hi, all Colin. Here. Hi, Mar. Nice to meet you. So, so I'm gonna, I, I'm just gonna give you uh, basically Colin's talk. So Colin Cloud is a basically a would you call yourself uh, like a forensic a forensic mentalist, speaker, scientist, mind reader. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's never been, uh, yeah, you put it so well. It's tough to sum it up, right? Because it's definitely not psychic. But my background genuinely is in forensic investigation. I specialized in criminal profiling. Uh, and I mixed into that all my background in, you know, comedy and uh, mentalism, uh, all into one big, you know, happy drawer of joy. And have been performing shows with that all over the world for the past almost 15 years. Yeah, you're amazing because like you've been you've been on Britain's Got Talent, America's Got Talent, like basically scaring the life out of them. Yes, you have. Uh, you've I didn't realize, but you worked on Sherlock as well on the on yeah coming back BBC Be- Benedict Bungdebuk the <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I think that's roughly how you pronounce it. Yes, uh, yeah, I did did a bit of work with them for that. So uh, yeah, very my my career has very much been influenced by Sherlock Holmes, and as a kid. 
Uh, I read those books, and for the first year, I think I assumed he was a real person who actually existed. So uh, it was kind of like being told Santa doesn't exist. I was devastated. But by then, the bug had bitten. Um, you know, and that's that's where all of this has genuinely stemmed from is a love of Sherlock Holmes and that ability to know things about people that you shouldn't be able to. So you basically are a mind reader, okay? Where a lot yeah. of people might think that that's kind of like, you know, basically like clairvoyant stuff and, you know, people go, a mind reader? He's a what? <laughs> so like basically you can read people's minds by their body language. Isn't that what you do? Yeah, 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 yeah. Influence people and uh, yeah, read, make them give off certain cues and clues that allow me you to tell You make them give off certain cues? Yes. Yes, very much so. Yeah, I mean, you do, as I said, you've done Americans Got Talent, Britain's Got and America's Got Talent when they uh, Colin did a trick where they had a, a coin in their hand and you had to guess which hand the coin was in. But they were telling you all the time which hand the coin was in with their nose, you said, and which way they were kind yeah, of yeah, leaning yeah. stuff. I mean, these are genuine old, like, psychological principles. Um, and, you know, I've just, you know, done... It's like comedy, you know, because obviously we have other... You know, the, the famous mentalist in the UK is is Darren Brown. So the uh, the challenge always has been for me is how to... Like, in comedy, how do you do a similar topic, but do it in your own way with your own personality and your own style? And so, yeah, that has always been a wonderful challenge for me is, like, how do I make it as different to that as possible? And... Uh, yeah, obviously in America, he's not known here, uh, but still the challenge has always been there of how do I do all this in my own creepy, weird and wonderful way and bring my own background. Are you able to do a thing that Sherlock Holmes, the character, can do? Can you, if someone walks up to you, can you tell them where they've been and what what like, where, what like job they're doing? And- well, <laughs> what's, what's hilarious, and I'll never be able to do this again, I don't think, is that I, I would bring someone on stage and uh, someone who was willing to take part, and I would lick the tip of their finger, and I could tell them pets that they had, what they'd eaten that day, brands of perfume. Really? Yeah. Yeah, no. Like, um, but now I don't think I will ever uh, want to slash be allowed to uh, to do that again. Yeah. And America's Got Talent, he licked Mel, Mel B. Is that what you call her? Yes. He yes. licked her hand, and he could tell her what she had for her lunch, and she went, <laughs> she went ballistic. <laughs> but Colin, how do you do that? More importantly, why do I do that? That's the, uh, that's the bigger question. Colin, do you have to prepare your own mind before you go on stage that you're kind of well, the, open to reading the cues? Yeah. Um, I mean, a big part of obviously having a backbone to a show like at the Edinburgh Festival is that I know what that rough backbone is going to be. So then when I have that model to work from, the, the audience are very much just filling in those blanks. And every show is different because it's based on the people, but because I know how I'm easing the audience into certain scenarios then i am very much taking again control of that and i'm just waiting to see how they react and respond to what it is i'm making them do yeah but the big question is you know and every bloke is going to ask you did you use it like in school on women <laughs> <laughs> you know it's school like this is hilarious at school i was very shy and reserved like the idea of public speaking at school like standing up to give a talk in english i would be petrified for weeks like i would stay up at night like in cold sweats because i hated the idea of public speaking so if you told me that i'd be doing this now when i was like 13 like i would have laughed at you cried and hated you for even you know suggesting the idea so it is it's bizarre so at school i was very interested in this stuff but to do it as a performance would would have like been alien to me is is the truth i i think were you kind of saying jason like so do you use these kind of skills in your personal life to kind of, you know, make a girl 
like you or you know when you were a kid is that what you were kind of saying Jason like you know do, do, do you manipulate I'm going to use the word manipulate I see what you've done there I see so Colin you're married to a model so yeah, she's yeah, still yeah. <laughs> the beautiful Chloe obviously some trickery going on here Colin yeah <laughs> actually Mark go into Colin's Instagram you can see his wedding day Chloe looks very kind of vacant she looks like she's, <laughs> she's kind of got it she's gone yes I do what <laughs> No, Colin, you, got, you made sure he got married in the caves in Edinburgh where it was dark. <laughs> so <he's> yeah. Just... <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Do you have a a trick for Mar here now that you can do? Oh, yes, because uh, Mar and I, uh, we, we spoke earlier, Mar. I asked you to do something weird. You did. From millions and billions of things that you could have drawn. Uh, you have you won something and uh, you've, you have you... You didn't do it on the call. You drew this thing after we hung up from yeah. the call. Is that true? Uh, this thing, was anyone else around no. you? or no, no. no. So no one else was there. Um, you've drawn it and you've folded it up. And as much as we can see each other on this Zoom call uh, that we're recording this on, um, you, we, I cannot see the folded piece of paper right now. Is that true? That's true. Now, Jason, watch him. Make sure he's not doing any trickery on me. Yeah, nobody can see the paper. Oh. <laughs> right. I need to get a sense of how you think. So I'm going to... I'll talk through everyone listening what's actually happening. So, Mar, first of all, can you hold your two hands up uh, in front of the camera? Like, there's a keyboard beneath your fingers, but don't move your fingers. I just need to see your fingertips. I promise I will not lick your hands. No, put them in front of the camera, Mar. Oh, brilliant. Right, yeah, right up, right so I can see them. Perfect. And then a little bit closer to you. Closer to me. T-Rex. There you go. Perfect, perfect, beautiful. So, for everyone listening, I can now see your hands, but you're not going to move your fingers, okay? Don't move them. Now, Mar, I'm going to put you on the spot here. Do not say this. But yes or no, can you remember the name of the very first person you ever kissed? Just yes or no? Yes. Not move your fingers, okay? Now, Jason can see what I'm seeing. Don't move your fingers, but imagine you were typing the first letter of that person's first name, okay? So don't move. Good. Now imagine you were typing the second letter of the name. Perfect. Uh, Imagine typing the third letter of the name. Is the third letter an M? Yes. Yes, okay. Imagine typing the fourth letter of the name. Good. And the fifth letter? And the sixth letter, and this. Oh no! Wait, you panicked. You blinked twice. It, it's uh, it's only five letters then, yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Good. <laughs> um, five letters in the name. Okay. Uh, you can put your hands down now. I think I've got the measure of you. Roughly, when was the last time you saw this person? Roughly. Oh God. Um. Oh God, I'm so bad at maths. Like 1990 something. Oh, so like about 20 years ago, yeah. 25 years ago, probably. Mark, we've got a surprise. We're going to bring one more person into the Zoom call. Right now. <laughs> Can you imagine? Uh, no, but uh, you panicked. I love it. Uh, so five, okay, do me a favor. I'm going to write something down, but I don't want you to see it, okay? So close your eyes for a okay. second, more. Keep your eyes closed. Do not open them. But I'm going to show Jason what I think. Wow. It might be in reverse. Uh, but Jason has seen it. I can't change my mind. Mar, open up your eyes. Uh, look at the camera and tell us, what was the name of the person you were thinking of? What was their name? Simon. And would you tell everyone what it is I've written down? Oh, on this my clip? God! <laughs> It doesn't say, oh, my God. It does say Simon. Oh, that's brilliant. Okay, so now I've got the measure of you, okay? So think of your picture, okay? So look at the camera. This time, don't move your eyes. Genuinely don't move your eyes, but picture the shape, okay? Uh, And is this something that everyone would recognize, whatever you've drawn? Hopefully, yes. Hopefully, yes. Okay, so that tells me it's not as basic as maybe like a car or a tree or a house, uh, but something everyone would recognize. Okay, so I think then... Uh, don't move your eyes, but I am moving the pen in a bunch of like different shapes. And I know there's like a split second delay. So you blinked when I went more curved. So it's a bit more 
like an L shape. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like an L shape, but um, brilliant. And it is something everyone would recognise. You said yes. Yes. So I think it's going to be. I think it's something. Not this exactly. It's going to be. If I say something to do with like a wheel, does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, okay, I've put the pen down. I cannot change this. Would you please bring out your drawing and unfold it, show it to the camera, and tell everyone what it is? Oh, God. A treadmill. And it's a treadmill. <laughs> okay, do, uh, did you almost think of a bicycle and change your mind? No. No, just a treadmill. Uh, I, didn't get it, I didn't get it spot on, I'll be honest. I drew something kind of... <laughs> <laughs> Like that. Would you just tell everyone what that is, Jason? What That's a drawn? treadmill, no doubt about it. Clearly drawn, a treadmill, not a bicycle. <laughs> I love it. Oh well my done. gosh. <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, Colin, seriously, I want answers. How did you do this? Jason, what that was he doing? A, that's the first time that's ever worked. <laughs> <laughs> so I basically now, I, as you said, I live in Vegas. I do a show in the Mirage, but we also tour that show myself and Shin Lim, who won America's Got Talent and won America's Got Talent, the champions. You know, so he and I have done shows together for years. And uh, this now, you know, he we, we do this show together. Nothing really changed much there. But we were on tour uh, in March. We were in Milwaukee. Uh, we got to the hotel. And I got a phone call from him saying, hey, listen, just so you know, tomorrow night, the show in Chicago, it looks like it's going to be cancelled or postponed rather because uh, they've just brought in this limitation of audiences over 500 and our show was maybe like 3,000. So that one's definitely cancelled. Just so you know, I need to announce it on my social media in a second. Let me do that. Then you do the same. And I said, cool. He said, but I think tomorrow night's still going ahead. And my, I woke up the next morning to like five missed calls from our stage manager saying, just so you know, this, this full leg of the tour cancelled we need to try and fly you home. But my wife uh, was with me and we had our dogs with us. So getting flights home to take dogs as in America, you can fly with uh, pets in cabin, but you need 24 hours notice. Right. And obviously the airlines were now, now that everything was, you know, panicking, closing down, everything was getting harder and harder. So it took us two extra days in Milwaukee uh, in this hotel, like locked up in a room working out, how are we getting home? And we've obviously only just moved to Vegas. So, and of, of course, at that point, the anxiety kind of starts to drip in and you try and keep it together, but you start thinking, oh my God, we just moved to Vegas and we were doing a show and that's now closed for who knows how long. And, you know, you can feel a little bit like, certainly at the beginning, like you're suffocating because you feel like you don't, I think, it, and that's the other thing is the lack of knowledge and the lack of, I'm, I'm sorry, but good leadership at times has, has resulted in people not really knowing what to think. You know, I think I've always hated watching movies that are to do with zombies. This is not me comparing the situation to a zombie apocalypse movie, but I, I can never get into them because I feel like you're watching just a group of people walking around for a few hours and there's never any sign of hope or a solution. You're just like watching them like aimlessly with, with no understanding of where they're heading. Yeah. So I, I can never get into that type of movie. And I felt like, and I still do a little bit, and I get that we don't fully know what the vaccine or antidote looks like right now, but I've never enjoyed watching or spending my time with things like that and it felt like we were in a living version of not that extreme but still you know it feels like but it's the lack of leadership the lack of knowledge the lack of potential hope the lack of you know and it just felt like the lack of all that stuff was just creating so much uncertainty that it, that's what made it really difficult and there was definitely a few days where for the first day i i basically 
made a bunch of Donald Trump parody videos where I just mocked the guy. Then I realized this is way too easy. I'm not spending my lockdown just watching him do press conferences because it was like 12 hours to make these videos. And I thought, what a waste of my time, ultimately. <laughs> um, but then it, there, there were definitely the few days sitting on the sofa, panicking, stressing, being sad. Depressed is a big word. I wouldn't say that I was quite there, but certainly feeling... Damn really low, really confused, really worried. Um, and unsettled, I think. A lot of people are feeling unsettled. Yeah, I mean, it was, it's all of these things at once. And the, the only saving grace, ironically, is the feeling of going, well, this is not just happening to me. I am not being singled out. This is literally happening to everyone. We are literally all in the same boat. Hmm. And as much as it isn't a solution, it does take the weight off your shoulders a little bit. When you realize it's not you being singled out, yes, we're all dealing with, coping with, and being affected by this in different ways to different extents. I get that. But when you realize, you know, this isn't something happening solely to you, this is happening to civilization, like everyone. There's a certain comfort um, when, and well, this is also very Irish, very Scottish thing as well, which is a way more smaller thing, but it's still the same feeling. Is that, you know, if you ask somebody like how they are in Scotland or Ireland, and if they go, oh, I'm great, you know, your stomach kind of drops up your heart drop because you're kind of hoping they say they're as shit as you. Yeah. <laughs> if the only thing they go, how are you? And they go, oh, I'm not great. They go, oh, yeah, I'm not great. Are you not great? Oh, yeah. And then... Give you permission. But, <laughs> yeah, and so for one, yeah. yeah, and maybe that is where we can all cope. We can all just come together, one big sleeping bag, and just go, look, we're all in this shit. Everybody, come yeah. on. Well, and what doesn't help is then when you've got social media, and you know, you and I know that social media, as much as you love or hate it, it's, we use it mainly, I think, as a marketing tool to basically engage fans and keep them up to date. And yeah. so they come and see our live shows. You know, that is a big benefit of social media. And yes, we want to have great content and stuff, but. The flip side of that is in a moment like this, when people are at home and they're on their phones and looking at social media, you know, people that are that are trained to use social media to make their lives look perfect, you can then even feel worse because you're like, oh my God, they're having a great time. And, you know, that, you know, this is not me disrespecting Arnold Schwarzenegger, but when he was in his uh, jacuzzi surrounded by goats telling people, stay at home, it's going to be fine. You're like, yeah, you've got millions of pounds. You're 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 gonna be fine, aren't you? We're- yeah, and Madonna was doing it, and the Kardashians, like they've all, they're, of course, they're all fine. They they isolate anyway. They just live in their own shit bubble. So if you had Colin, if you had a room full of people right now with all different types of anxiety, like so, basically you were like you were the mayor of the town, and they all went, we want what are we gonna do, Colin? Like, and what I'm gonna bring in is the mindset. Like, what mind? Which which way can they set their minds to not be worried about, about like everybody losing their job? they haven't got any money are they going to die like I mean these these are things that people are going and going and going and going is there any way of calming themselves apart from of course knowing that we all are in this shit together yeah number one is though to remind yourself that we are all in this and it isn't you being singled out and number one of you I, I very much kept this in my head for the first few days and then there was like day three I broke down in tears like literally just and I couldn't and my you know to my wife and I couldn't really explain exactly she, I mean, obviously, she's in this as well. We all are in this. But yeah. I couldn't even really, you know, articulate what it was I was feeling and why I was feeling it. It was just a sense of, I think in life, I've always been very good at being in control and always had a sense of, I've been on, you know, holding on to the reins my entire life. And the older I've gotten, the better I've gotten at doing that. And for the first time in a long time, it felt like, you know, the, the grip had been taken away from me. And it was you know, that unsettling, that uncertain feeling. And I think number one is that you need to be able to talk about 
what it is you're going through. Because if you just keep this, first of all, bunged up in your head, it just multiplies. It's a snowball. And the more that snowball goes down that hill, the bigger it's going to get, the worse it's going to feel. But I think to be able to talk about it and to still, to some extent, even if we're locked in our homes, to be online, to be speaking to people and to feel like you're still part of a community and be able to you know, talk about this stuff and feel like you are still surrounded by other people and realize, you know, from speaking to them. So not just, again, people listening now, this is great that they're listening to this and are aware, I hope that, you know, everyone's feeling this, but listening and being actively engaged in a conversation with people are two very different things. Being able to actually talk about it out loud is, is huge. I mean, the second thing is to accept that this is not going to be like this forever there will be a finish line that will be in sight, I think, very soon. And even today, you know, as we're recording this, I don't know when it's going to come out. I've stopped watching the news a lot because I do find that it does very much feel negative and it's the same stuff every day. So I felt like early on I made a choice to stop watching the news as much. But I will speak to friends and, you know, when I feel like there's new breakthroughs in, in advice or guidance or even today, you know, the, the, the big steps that they're taking in vaccine at the moment, that, that is going to be the big pivotal point, obviously, with this. Yeah, and I mean, the thing is that um, it was actually uh, Andy that said that, Andy Cope, who said to us, um, uh, just get, get the gist of the news, don't marinate yourself in the news, which was a great yeah. little line, you know, because yeah. that... Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two year contracts, they said, What the f? are you talking about you insane hollywood ass so to recap we're cutting the price of mint unlimited from 30 dollars a month to just 15 dollars a month give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch 45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees promote for new customers for limited time unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows full terms at mintmobile.com that's what a lot of us do when i was recording those trump things i was watching it you know to find him say things that i could twist and manipulate into and i was getting too bogged down by it because i had to watch all the real shit yeah, stuff yeah now it's going into your funny stuff bloodstream like yeah so it's not healthy for you and the news i mean fear is the biggest marketing tool in the world so they're going to want to ham that up a little bit more than they need to so that you're watching their show so that they get the ratings so that you know they they look like they're shining in this moment and also you know, they can only say the same thing so many times. So they're going to start to build on it. And so, yeah, watch the news, you know, drip feed yourself the news for one. It's not going to do your mental health any good being surrounded by it 24-7. Definitely. Here's the thing. I've always said this, and even when I was a speaker, the positive thinking we do needs to lead to positive doing, right? And uh, you know, the book, for example, The Secret, which is not one that I put on the list of books that I gave you, the idea that if you put something out to the universe, it will come to you, which in theory is fantastic. Don't get me wrong. 
I, I wish that that little freaking, you know, genie in the lamp was a thing that actually worked. However, as much as I am into the world of positive thinking, and I always have been, I am where I am now because my positive thinking about myself and what I wanted to achieve has led to me then getting off my ass and going and doing something about it and going and making it actually happen. Uh, and it's, it's no different right now because the same is of, of negative thinking, that if you negatively think something enough, then you actively will do things that you, you know, that will lead to negative doing. And ultimately, everything you do in life will spawn that mindset as well. So number one is that it is a choice. And yes, this is definitely a very hard time that we're all going through. That's, you know, there's no other way of looking at it. It is tough, right? We need to accept that. And when you do accept, it is a tough moment, but it's, it is going to have, like I said, a finish line at some point. This is not how life is going to be forever. So the big thing that I have learned to do in this moment is, well, three things. One is to maintain my physical and mental health as much as I can. I, I was really big into exercising before this, and it definitely dipped. But now I'm making sure that you know my physical and mental health are, are still the same. And and you know where possible, you know Chloe and I, my wife, will just have nights where we'll just watch movies. We'll do nothing. We just you know you, we don't think about this. And I think by the time now that we're recording this, we've all eased into this is the wrong way of looking at it. But we're now in a a mode of we're more used to this than maybe we were you know back in March, obviously. Uh, so we have a certain routine with it. Um, but the other thing is that I've learned to very much adapt. So, you know, I, I thought I would not be performing uh, at this moment in time. The number of companies who have booked me to perform, you know, on a Zoom type conference for their clients is insane. I would never have thought that this would be a, my job was a working from home type thing. Wow. Um, so, you know, so that has, but the ability to adapt. But the other side to it is using this time to, as much as possible, be able to relax, have fun uh, where where possible, and learn new skills, and use this time where you're stuck at home to, you know, one one thing I've always wanted to do. You won't see this on the the, the podcast, but I've, I've always wanted to learn how to play guitar. So like <laughs> now is the time. I, I've had this sitting here for months. Cool. Uh, I've never touched it, and now I'm sitting finally getting to learn how to do this. You know, so I do think Colin that. there's also kind of this pressure because I get it, you know, it's a great time. We can use it to learn things. We can get fit and all this. And that puts a pressure on people as well. You know, that there's like, oh my God, I should be getting fit and I should be learning how to play the guitar and I should be baking banana bread. And I do think that it's the kind of, as you were saying, you know, we have a choice. It's about being able to adapt. But that all begins really with how we are thinking about the situation. And I'm just wondering in your work as a mentalist and in your training as a forensic scientist. Yeah, yeah. What kind of, like, could you talk about strategies or um, what kind of techniques can people do to kind of, as Jason talked about earlier, that kind of mindset? Because I do think it all begins with the mindset, doesn't it? So you did talk about choices or, you know, that we have a choice and we can think about it positively, but given what you know of people. Let me just preface that by saying there are still days when I have decided, like the night before I've decided tomorrow I'm going to get up and do this. And I wake up in the morning and I just don't have the energy. Or Yeah. So so by the way, there are some days I wake up, which is the flip side of this, and I just can't. And I'll lay in bed and I'll look at my phone for what feels like 10 minutes, but six hours have gone by and I lay there and I then feel shit that I've done nothing. Yeah. And you know what? See, sometimes that's okay. I think, you know, sometimes you need to just allow yourself permission to 
do nothing to lay there and just take a day where you go, do you know what? This is, yeah, this is shit again. Yeah, yeah fine. fine. People who are listening are probably going, yeah, Colin and Jason are like creative people. You know what I mean? They're, they're able to like, like just get their brain and go, right brain, what am I going to do? There's so many people sitting there going, my brain does nothing, Colin. It doesn't do that. <laughs> my brain literally wakes up in the morning and does nothing. And Colin, do you know what? I'm going to be dead by 11. It'll be your fault. <laughs> so what they have to do is they will, I mean, there are so many people that do, they will, they'll have to adapt. They'll have to be, to, to be willing to change and change with the situation. But you don't have to be creating the wheel or the safety pin or nothing. Just have a little think about what's going on around you and just, and just think of how you can make yourself a bit happier. Maybe that's all. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think it's, it's two sides to that. One is, you know, like I said, I mean, you, this all stems from, you know, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, which is from very basic psychology that before you can get to that level of self-actualization of feeling complete, you know, with the, the ego and the, the, you know, the super ego and all that stuff. Number one is that you need to feel the bottom of that pyramid is that feeling of safety, physiological safety of being able to, to, to survive, to live, to eat, to be warm, to be... And, and and I think that the extension of that, the natural extension is to then care about that same safety for your loved ones and the people closest to you and making sure that they are safe. And, and, and you know, before you can then get to the other levels, then that is very much the, the place that we all need to feel like we are right now. And that that does, you know, as, as you've said, the mental side of this is, is step number one, is getting that in a place where it, it can function before it can do anything else it needs to feel like it has an understanding a, a, a grasp on what is happening and again like i've said already it's it's realizing one we're in this together two it's not going to be like this forever there will be a finish point at, at you know and and that will hopefully so it's be like creating a sense of security in your mindset you know so kind of internalizing a sense of security being able to kind of Absolutely. So self-soothe in a way? Yeah, discovering what that, that sense of safety is uh, is for you, whatever that might be. And that's where being able to talk about this with people and help find that reassurance from the people closest to you. And uh, yeah, I think that is that is absolutely step one right now is we just leave this in our own heads. Where she gets as simple as that. And as much as we all love to think we can solve the world's problems, never mind our own problems, when we're throwing a curveball like this that no one, you know, thought we'd ever be in, then, you know, we need to allow ourselves the comfort of knowing that it's okay to talk about it. And that, you know, certainly men are dreadful at sharing their emotions. I'm not saying this is any easier for females, but men, women are great at sharing emotions. They, they always have been. Men like to think they're tough, strong. And ultimately that can now in a moment like this, make them so much weaker and more vulnerable much quicker, you know? Uh, and again, but it's, it's the same psychology for everyone. Just, I, I feel like just women, like my, my wife has been the strongest part. My mum during this has been amazing. Like they're back home. And unfortunately at the beginning of this, we, uh, we lost my mum's dad. He passed away. Uh, and not, not from the virus, but just from, he had Alzheimer's and sadly he'd, he'd been dwindling. And I knew when I came to Vegas, there was a strong chance that that was the last time I was going to unfortunately see him, you know? So I had to come here. Then, then that happened. And when I was looking at flying home, that's when the lockdown started kicking into place. And, uh, no one was more understanding of the situation than my mum, And she was amazing, you know, and my wife was amazing. And I speak to my dad and he and I, you know, we, we, we took it harder than they did. And, and it's surreal because 
to be able to sit with your dad for the first time and talk about your emotions. And I think this is the first time I've ever heard my dad say, uh, I love you. Like, really? Not, not, not that he's like, he's been the most loving supportive dad, yeah, like yeah, but the my entire life. And when I've done shows at Edinburgh, you know, I've toured America for months at a time, but when I do Edinburgh festival shows, my dad comes to those shows every single night, every night, every night. He hangs out, whether it's backstage at the back of the room, he comes and hangs out every single night and he is so supportive, but to say the words, I love you. Like this is the first time, and I'm sure he's said it over the years, but to really say it in a really powerful way at a time where it has real meaning and real, not just throw away, happy birthday, I love you. Like not just that, but to really say to someone, listen, just so you know, I I love you, by the way. Taking the, the time to time. say it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, my, and my, my dad passed away just before all this as well. But like my, my mother used to tell us that my dad said he loves you, even when he's in the room and she's on the phone. <laughs> That's what she would do. Uh, your, your dad says he loves you and you wouldn't even hear it. Wasn't, there was no mention. <laughs> Nothing was said. Like it's got, your dad said he loves you and he's very proud of you. Oh, is he? Yeah. Why don't you say it? <laughs> but it is true though that, that just, and, I, and, I'm, and I'm saying this not from a place, I'm saying this from a place of real respect for females, genuinely, how good they are at coping with all of this. Uh, and again, men just could be better. And I think I've learned a lot from studying my wife's behavior towards things. Some days my wife will sit, you know, in her office and she'll just be creative. And other days she'll just sit on the couch and binge watch Netflix. And I've learned that that is okay. Yeah. And the other thing as well is that we talk about adapting, like everybody that's listening to this right now is well done because you have adapted. You're Zooming your mates. You're having like quiz show night parties. You're like WhatsApping your mother. You're staying away from, you're doing your distance and people are going to shops. They're used to staying away from each other. So it is, I mean, people need to give them all themselves a pat on the back because they think they maybe are not coping, but everybody is coping so well right now they're doing really well yeah and one thing you can put in your head if it will help is that the day you do go back to work and you sit at the desk just you know in your head you might just go oh i miss staying at home with me wine and me netflix and just watching it <laughs> and box setting it and Whoa, what are we doing <laughs> no i know and i do think when you realize that this doesn't have you know, this isn't life forever when you realize it's going to have a yeah. a finish line the second step is that what i was going to say was it allows you to then accept this for what it is and use this time for whatever that needs to be for you. Whether that is, you know, for me, it's learning guitar because I was always angry at myself for never doing that. So now I am making a point of doing that. The health and fitness, I'm not saying you need to go out and get fit and healthy. What I'm saying is I always did that. Then this made me stop doing that thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and now I want to start again, but it's, but it's a choice. Some days I wake up like yesterday I ran, you know, 12 miles today. I was going to do 10 miles. Do you know what? See right now I'm feeling like I probably won't be able to do it. And I already have made that choice in my head. I know that if I go on the treadmill, I'd get five minutes in and go, yeah, screw this, I'm done. So I'm probably now just going to go, do you know what, today, I'm not going to do that. But tomorrow, I'm going to get back on, I'll do more. Look, thanks so much for doing this. And the reason why I wanted you to do this was, first of all, you helped me so much into getting this part of my life going. And and, and actually, to be honest, during this, I'm about to get a whole new love for comedy again. So I'm all back in there again. So don't worry, that's all happening. Yeah. I think all everything comes full circle, you know, and you find new ways of adding things in. And like we've said right now, you know, this is this is happening for everyone. You, you kind of got a head start on this situation that we find ourselves in right now is about you know keeping your sanity your safety 
mentally, physically, you know, and uh, accepting, like I've said, just to recap all of this, that we're going to get out of this soon. And in the moment, in the meantime, it's about adapting so that we can survive this uh, individually as a community, whatever that might mean for wherever you're at in the world. And, you know, we are going to come out of this stronger uh, as individuals. And uh, yeah, just everyone, you know, listening to this, I, I wish you sincerely the best of luck with whatever you're going through. But remember, you're not in it alone. And some days, if you need to just sit on the sofa and stuff your face, then that is okay too. And that's what I wanted people to know. I wanted people to know that you're not like, you're not just this forensic mind reader, like you're an amazing motivational speaker as well. Because more or less, the world knows you as this amazing you know, this amazing act now that's in Vegas. They, 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 they've kind of forgotten that you're this brilliant motivational speaker as well. So thanks a million for coming on here. You're so good. No, not at all. Thank you. And hopefully, hopefully there was something of value for someone listening somewhere at, at some point. So thank you for having me. Absolutely. And looks thank for that trip to Mars. She's gonna she won't sleep now at all. I think I think she will. She's covered in pillows. I think she'll <laughs> sleep. <laughs> well, <yeah. laughs> but Colin, look, stay in touch, right? And Oh my God, as soon as I can. I mean, there's there's a tiny thing in the pipeline. I might be getting out to Vegas somehow once it's all locks down. I'm definitely going to that show. Big time. Oh, amazing. Yeah, well, you're always welcome. So just, uh, yeah, just let me know. Okay, thanks for being kind. Okay, so Mar, uh, so how are you feeling after? First of all, how are you feeling after that trick that he did? Like, honestly, I'm such a skeptic about these kind of things. And, and and the way he asked me, he asked he was asking all these, like, think of the first person you kissed. Think about it, a city that you'd like to go to that you haven't been to yet and think about like a guilty pleasure and from that I drew a treadmill that's not my guilty pleasure guess what my guilty pleasure is Jason uh, probably nettle soup <laughs> <laughs> no that nettle nettle it was like singing along to Westlife so- songs and oh. then I had this image of myself on a treadmill singing along to a Westlife song and drew a treadmill he is see the thing is as well is that he's not a magician he's studied it so it's an actual science that he's doing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's something very reassuring about him, isn't there? Like he's not full of, I, I was expecting you know, to be all bing, bam, boom, abracadabra. He has a real groundedness and... Um, well, that's why I wanted him on here because people might go like, you know, this, you know, it's a well-being mental health podcast and he's like an illusion or not an illusionist, but a, you know, a forensic mind reader. But he, he studied mental health for a long time. Yeah. And it's probably not, it's probably even not accurate to say he's a mind reader. I think he's a people reader, isn't he? Yeah. Well, they call it a forensic mind reader. That's his title on stage. It's very much like Darren Brown and it is all, and it's frightening how much we give away as humans. That's the thing like Jason, isn't it? Like it's unbelievable. And you know what, something I I was looking up today, just doing a bit of research on the kind of mentalist science and skill and what would you call it? um, That whole arena. And it, it, it was talking about, so it was like this course for learning about mentalism, mentalists. And it had mind, you know, maybe talk about mindfulness, you know, about being mindful. But they had this thing called mind, mindfulness, right? Which is all about our misconceptions, our preconceptions, our assumptions and our prejudice, you know. And that's how mentalists kind of operate because they, they acknowledge that, that we, our minds are only seeing what we expect to see. Do you know the kind of way? So they kind of distract it. They know that we're kind of only focusing in on a very kind of narrow, subjective basis. And because they know that, they're able to, I suppose trick us and read us. But listen, he he was amazing. He is an amazing man. I mean, to, to I mean, he's he basically studies the mind. That's what he does. That's and as he and as he said, and what we can take away from this from is that we are in all we're all in this together. So we're all in yeah. the same barrel, and we all kind of have to look out for each other and mind each other. And, and he, as he says, talk about it and just you know yeah. 
get get help where you can and when you can. And the other thing as well is about like this is a, a, a real, you know, at the beginning you were talking about how this podcast even came into being was about you having this kind of crisis. You know, I, I want to get out of comedy. I, I want to change everything. And he was, you were talking about change and he's talking about transition. And this is like, we can see this period of time as a transitionary period. We are learning new ways to communicate. We are learning new ways to work. You're learning new ways to uh, perform, do you know? So change can be very scary, but if we call it transition, it is about, like you said, acknowledging your skill base, acknowledging what you have, acknowledging what you can't do, acknowledging what, you, what is possible. And it just gives us, it gives us more sense of control in a time when a lot of control was taken away from us, you know? And I was, I was saying as well that like, in like hundreds of years time from now, they'll be telling yeah. a story about when the earth, when mother nature slowed everybody down. Yeah. She just I stopped everybody energy. because they were going like too fast. They were going too yeah. fast. They were ruining everything. They were polluting everything. They were like not thinking yeah. about each yeah. other. So in this time, we have been thinking about each other much more. I know yeah. all my neighbors now. I didn't know them for yeah. two years here. I know all their names and everything now. We've been outside, like, you know, social distancing, but still talking, helping each other. I've uh, jump-started uh, three cars. I haven't jump-started a car, like, as in, like, the other, the, the wires. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't done that in about 10 years. So I've been stopping and helping, like, people doing that in the area here as well. And just another thing that, that uh, Andy Cope said to me when I did his podcast, well, I thought this was brilliant. He said, somebody said to him, um, oh, my God, have you noticed that the because the planes aren't around and the cars aren't around that the pollution levels have dropped. And I've noticed that all the trees are blooming so, so much more. Right. But he said, are you sure about that? And they went, yeah, yeah, they're definitely blooming all the time. And he goes, so when's the last time you stopped to look at a tree exactly. like that? And the birds sound louder, but they're, they're just singing the same volume, but we're hearing them. But your man said, your man said, oh, actually, no, I'd, I'd normally just rush past them when I'm going to work. <laughs> It's true. We're though, just seeing more amazing things right now. We're yeah, just yeah, because yeah. we're slowing down. So you've been listening to Jason Byrne and Mar Cusack, and this has been Mind Your Loaf. If you like this episode, please subscribe and tell your friends. And don't forget, if you or somebody you know is going through a tough time, there is professional mental health support online from counselling to support groups, all available for free to anyone in Ireland at turntome.ie. So mind your loaves. And mind yourselves. You've been listening to Jason Byrne and Mara and this is Mind Your Loaf. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and tell your friends. And don't forget, if you or someone you know is going through a tough time, there is professional mental health support online from counselling to support groups, all available for free for anyone in Ireland on turntome.ie. Turn to Me provides professional mental health support online. Ah, Jason, do your, uh, you know, your ad voice. Oh yeah, I'll do the ad. Okay, I'll do a proper ad thing. Okay, ready? Yeah. As a registered charity, Turn To Me provides professional mental health support online for anyone in Ireland going through a tough time. From one-to-one counselling to group and peer support, Turn To Me is accessible from any device anywhere in Ireland. If you would like to support Turn To Me, you can donate €4 Euros by texting Turn To Me to 50300. Text costs €4. Euros. Turn To Me will receive a minimum of €3.60 service provider-like charity. Helpline 077. Six six eight zero five two seven eight. Is that you? Yeah, that was actually me. Okay. There. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well. 
HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 